Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi, and this is Satvik Srinivas. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in, and in this episode, we'll cover the historic half-a-billion-dollar Patrick Mahomes deal, and Bill Belichick adding a new face to his quarterback room with the addition of Cam Newton. Let's get right into it. First off, $503 million over the next 12 years for Mahomes. By the end of this contract, he'll be 37 years old. It's a lot of money, but there's really no way around it for the Chiefs. You've got to pay the best quarterback in the game. This, this is a long-term contract that offers flexibility, and in a sense, it is somewhat team-friendly for the Chiefs. Although the cap hit looks gigantic right now, a few years down the road, $45 million a year is going to start looking like the norm for quarterbacks. And this contract really shows for the Chiefs and in their front office that they believe in this guy 100%. 100%. And they also got the Chris Jones deal done, which is really impressive. And the Chiefs as a whole are just doing things the right way. And contrarily, you look at the Cowboys struggling to get a deal done with Dak. And yesterday, a report comes out that they almost got the deal done. And this the divide in the Dallas Cowboys organization is part of what's holding them back, despite having the talented pieces on their roster. But you don't see that with a team like Kansas City. And the quarterback, the coach, and the organization are all on the same team. And that's the most important thing for success. What's your take on this, Arnav? Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. The flexibility and the cap space are there. Um, It might, like you said, it might seem like a lot now, but then again, you got to pay the best quarterback in the game, the best money in the game. And down the road, it's not going to seem like that bad of a deal. And I'll tell you, this is the ultimate team-friendly deal. And I think the Chris Jones deal shows you why. Because the Chiefs, the Patrick Mahomes needs pieces around him. He needs a defense and all of that. So I believe the, the, the amount of time that the, they gave him, like around 10 years, plus his contract now, which is 12 years, that, that in total would be 12 years. I think that timeline is really key to, you know, if they want to restructure his contract to sign another guy or a big time piece, say in year six, they feel like they have a really, really good chance. So they can restructure it to push some of the money aside and, you know, sign, sign a guy like they did with Chris Jones. So I think the flexibility here is a big thing about how this contract is just a win-win for both sides. And I was doing some of the numbers crunching to just see how much of a win-win it is for both sides. How much can the Chiefs benefit from the flexibility of this long-term Patrick Mahomes deal? So I found that the NFL cap right now is $198.2 million that cap is expected to dramatically decrease because of the COVID-19 situation now as cap space is driven by team revenue. And if the teams don't have fans coming in, then the revenue is not going to be there. So there's going to be a significant drop off from 2020 to 2020 in the cap. So I chose the worst possible situation. We go to the 2013 collective bargaining agreement that cap space, which was at $123 million. Now, I calculated that the revenue, the cap space was projected to increase almost $15 million on the basis that teams 
like the Chargers and the Raiders are moving to bigger, uh, bigger, uh, bigger markets. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're projected to dr- uh, drive up the NFL revenue, which will in turn increase the annual amount that the cap space increases. So I took 2030 as a target date, just towards the end of Patrick Mahomes contract. And the cap space then is projected to be $258 million. That's how much the cap will inflate to. His cap hit currently is $21.1 million when the contract uh, obviously um, initiates. Because I believe, uh, what, what, what is he being paid for his current contract? It's, um, so he, right now, he still has two more years left. In 2020, he's going to be a $5.3 million cap hit. And in 21, he will be 24.8 million on the cap hit. And from 20, 2022, the, the contract extension will kick in. Yeah, that, that's when the massive contract extension will kick in. So right now, or if the, when the contract extension does kick in, Patrick Mahomes will take up around 21.1% of the total cap space. I think it's a bit more than that, but I'm just going to take that number for now. With the NFL cap inflation, in the, with, the, with the cap inflating to nearly $258 million in the later end of his contract, Patrick Mahomes' cap hit will decrease significantly from 21.1% to 17.4%. In turn, the Chiefs in the later end of his contract are going to have $10 million to work with. That means if in year six of his contract they want to renegotiate it, they can set aside $10 million of Patrick Mahomes' contract to say 2030 and use that $10 million to sign another guy that they want if they feel like they can make a run. To put that $10 million of cap hit in perspective, Eric Kendrick and Calais Campbell have $10 million cap hits. That just shows you the wealth of talent that you can sign with the amount of money that the Chiefs can save with the flexibility and renegotiating power that the two sides have. So that's why I really think this is an ultimate win-win for both sides because of the flexibility and the fact that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is getting paid as the best quarterback in the game right now. I definitely see the perspective and, you know, the flexibility that the Chiefs get. But at the end of the day, they're paying their quarterback a lot of money. And that does come with some drawbacks. But we're looking at Patrick Mahomes here. In the future, guys are going to want to take pay cuts to come play with the Mahomes, with Mahomes and go ring chasing. And, you know, there's that argument with quarterbacks that he can win with less or he needs a lot of help to win. But at the end of the day, football is the ultimate team sport. And regardless of who you are, are you Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, or even Mitchell Trubisky? One player cannot win the football game you need all 22 guys on the field you mean 11 11 yeah 20 22 and 22 both sides i meant yeah Yeah, starter defense yep thank you and by that the chiefs are still gonna have to put pieces around him and they're gonna have to continue to draft well get receivers and the chiefs aren't going to be able to keep everything they have right here intact but again you have guys like sammy sammy watkins who came out and he talked about how he would possibly be taking less money in order to pay play with a guy like Patrick Mahomes and just looking at this you know there was there, there was no way for the Chiefs to get out of having to pay this guy but then you're looking at this a 10-year extension and maybe not a lot of people saw that coming I mean I didn't see that coming but 
that just shows you that the Mahomes and the Chiefs are locked in and they're ready to go together as one unit. And I think they're going to have a lot of success in the future. Yeah, you definitely stole my thunder when I was going to, you know, talk about sort of Sammy Watkins and him t- wanting to take less uh, to play with Patrick Mahomes. But I think he is just one of the many who would be willing to take pay cuts uh, to play with Patrick Mahomes. And that once again, just plays into the Chiefs' favor that they can, you know, have that flexibility to sign more guys with more talent and uh, for, for less cap space, especially when they want to, when they have their quarterback, you know, locked in with that uh, nearly uh, $45 million uh, a year uh, deal. But um, you were sort of talking about this, that guys wanting to take less. I think that's sort of like Tom Brady with like, uh, I think down in uh, Tampa Bay where guys were openly coming out and saying um, that they would take one year veteran minimum deals just to play with the goat himself. And so that, that sort of presence, you're sort of seeing it out of Patrick Mahomes. And I just feel like this whole, this, this whole, it's just a mixing pot of a win for the chiefs. But now sort of talking about when we're, you know, Tom Brady, let's talk about his former team, the New England Patriots, um, who made a, uh, added a new face in uh, their QB room. Bill Belichick made a sneaky move, adding Cam Newton on a relatively team, very, very team-friendly deal, I would say. It's, uh, I think, one-year, $1.5 million deal, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's, um, I think it, with roster bonuses it goes up to about 1.7 and then there's also incentives and stuff like that but you know Cam Newton is a guy that's made a significant amount of money in his career but now really for Cam Newton it's time to go out and you know prove the haters wrong and him taking this deal with New England and first of all you know there's this 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 deal doesn't necessarily mean anything maybe three four years from now this is just right here right now and it's not like Newton was Belichick's guy, you know. The, the, the Patriots kind of just sat there. They waited, waited, and waited. And then right when no one expects it, Bill Belichick comes out of nowhere and signs this guy for virtually no money when you're talking about a starting quarterback, potentially. I'm pretty sure backups in the NFL who probably aren't even going to see the field this year are making like, like at least 2 $3 million more than him. And really, you know, when we're in, in preparation for this episode, I went back and took a little trip down memory lane and watched the film from Cam Newton's playoff run in that 2015 season. And I have to tell you, like, I saw a lot of similarities between that 2015 Panthers team and this past year, 2019, the Baltimore Ravens. And we were talking to Mason Ship in our last episode, and he emphasized on how the Ravens' philosophy was built on running the ball. And they weren't necessarily a team that's built to, you know, throw the ball down the field and come back from big deficits. And in that 2015 season, the Panthers, in the divisional round, they got up on a huge lead against Seattle, and they carried that through. And against the Cardinals, they got up early, and they kept pounding the rock, and they were able to succeed. But then you get to Super Bowl 50, and the Broncos' defense – shut down that run game 
and the Panthers were put into a position when they were behind and they had to catch up. And they, and even in the fourth quarter, it was still a one possession game. But looking back on the past Super Bowls, when you see guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff, who didn't make enough plays to win the Super Bowl, but that's definitely not the case here. Cam Newton made plenty of plays to elevate his team and help their cause. Was he perfect? No, definitely not. But he's not the reason the Panthers lost that game. You know, when anyone thinks back to that game, all they can remember is Cam Newton losing that football and hesitating to go get it. And I'm not going to defend him on that. that. That's a really bad look for a quarterback. But in that game, his pass protection was atrocious. And when people hear that, they immediately blame the offensive line. But not to say the offensive line played well, but there was a fair share of scheme issues and questionable protection calls. Like on a third down play, there was a tight end who had to go one-on-one against DeMarcus Ware. And numerous occasions where their right tackle, Mike Grimmers, was one-on-one against Von Miller with zero help, not even a chip. And they were really just not putting their guys in good positions to succeed in that game. And Cam Newton, despite doing everything he could, the, the Panthers just had a bad day. They couldn't execute. And that's just a really bad moment for an MVP. You, that's a really bad way for an MVP season to end. But after that season, we, ne- we never saw the same Cam with the same intensity. So it, that really begs the question, which Cam Newton are we going to see on the field in this upcoming 2020 season? So with his health in mind, I'm just going to go under the assumption that the Patriots evaluated his health and his injuries, and they believe that he is in a point where at a point physically and mentally, and he's, he's in good health and he can play the game of football. Even with that said, there's no guarantee that the Patriots all of a sudden go back to their AFC championship dynasty days, because when you look at this roster, It's not a whole lot different from what it was last year compared to what it is now with just the change at quarterback. They still have a lot of inexperienced receivers and an offense that isn't necessarily having the firepower to put up points in a hurry. But what Cam does bring is he's a smart football player. And when, when people think of Cam Newton, they think of a guy that's throwing the ball down the field with the big arm and he has that gunslinger mentality. But that's not always what he is. You know, he, he has the ability to take those underneath routes whenever it's there, playing with a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Now you plug in James White in the, from the backfield who can catch passes, and you've got a Julian Edelman. And I really think that Cam Newton can execute this New England offense. But then you get to incorporate his ability to run the ball with zone read inverted veer, quarterback power, quarterback draw, all these designed runs that he can execute. And I really think the Patriots have an opportunity here and their offensive coaching staff to really create something, a product to put on the field that defenses can be prepared for, but may not exactly know how to stop it upcoming in 2020. I mean, I I 100% agree with you. I think that was very eloquently explained. Uh, going back to um, those games. And I think for that Panthers team, I think we're talking about this with Mason. It's uh, when does a team hit their stride and when do they face adversity in a season? And when you look at the team, they just didn't face adversity 
in the playoffs. They, they, it was a breeze. And then you go up against the Broncos team and you aren't particularly ready. But I think you brought up a great question. What version of Cam are we going to see? The injured one or the decent one who plays at a, like, you know, half the season before he gets, you know, injury sort of derail him? Are we going to get the healthy Cam? I look at this Patriot situation and I think it's the best possible place that Cam Newton could have gone. And it's probably the lowest risk that the Patriots could have taken. And this is just like the Patrick Mahomes deal. It is a win-win for both sides. Cam Newton at this stage in his career, like you said, he just has to prove the haters wrong. He has to prove his doubt because he has amassed many, many doubters based on his injury history. After Super Bowl 50, it's just been a downturn from him. So the amount of doubters he's amassed in that time period, if he can play the game of football at the high level that he did that season, has been great. But I think he has a lot to prove in the Patriots, and the Patriots are presenting him with an opportunity to do so. Like you said, the running back, the running backs of the Patriots are underappreciated. You have James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle. Two of those running backs are Christian McCaffrey type guys. And then you add Sony Michelle, who's a ground and pound guy. That can really help out Cam, especially um, in that 2015 season and 16 when we saw Cam Newton really utilize that running back position. I think that can help him well. Not only that, but a veteran type guy knows when to take the throws knows when to go deep, knows when to take the check down, knows when to hit that 10 yard out or 10 yard in or quick, you know, uh, a quick, a quick slant, those quick routes. And I think with Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Mohamed Sanu, he is perfectly aligned to do so. So I look at this and I see it going three ways. Either the team thinks that Stidham is making progress Cam plays decent and, you know, Cam sort of becomes this transition type guy where, you know, he sort of proves the doubters wrong. The fact that he still can play to the level or half, even three quarters of the level that he did that season. And he can, you know, sort of uh, keep, keep the Patriots afloat post Brady. And I think, as I said, he becomes this transition type quarterback where Stidham takes over. Another option is that Cam excels. He plays to the Super Bowl level that he plays. And he plays at that level and he gets a long-term deal from the Patriots and Stidham sort of becomes this backup type guy. Or the third thing that I see is that Cam fails. He basically gets hurt or he just does not play to the productive level that the Patriots, you know, sort of wanted him to play. I think we were talking about this before uh, the podcast, sort of, we started recording this, that um, the Patriots don't think Stidham is ready yet. So that's why they signed Cam Newton, because they don't 100% believe in Stidham is ready to take the reign, take an NFL uh, franchise, especially the Patriots and uh, perform at the level that they would want him to perform at. And so that's why they signed a sort of Tom, uh, I mean, Cam Newton esque guy. So uh, going off that, if Cam, the third, my third 
way that this situation goes that if Cam gets hurt or Cam doesn't play to the uh, to the ability that the Patriots organization wants him to play at, they're going to take Cam Newton out and put in Stidham. But Stidham is not going to be ready. And I feel like he's going to do a disastrous job as well. And then the Patriots will go back into free agency or the draft and draft a quarterback. So, so that's how I really see the situation playing out. I, I, I personally really believe that Cam Newton is going to be this transition type guy. I think he performs decently this year, especially because I feel like with the extra motivation, the work he's been putting in, I, I really see that Cam proves most of his doubters wrong and keeping the Patriots afloat. And I think he sort of becomes this transition type guy. How do you sort of see this playing out? I definitely see all three scenarios that you proposed. And then I have a little bit of a hybrid little mix up scenario. Like that's kind of in my head right now. So when I was talking to a friend of mine who is a Patriots fan, you know, I really just asked him like one simple question. Why do you think Tom Brady left? And he said that it really boiled down to the Patriots not having the ability or not wanting to necessarily be or not being in the position to pay him 25, 30 million dollars. Right now he's making 25 with um, Tampa Bay, but I don't think they were in a position cap space wise and stuff to pay their quarterback that much money because, well, that's what Bill Belichick sees right now. So if with that in mind, Right now, Cam Newton is on a dirt cheap contract. Like, even if he hits all his incentives, the maximum he could make is $7.5 million. So looking at the future here, I think 100% Cam Newton can succeed as a New England Patriot. And at his best, it has to be acknowledged, Cam Newton is one of the most talented and versatile players this league has seen. But... What it to me, what it comes down to is what does Cam Newton want from his career? Does he want to play well this year? Which I think it's possible. He's he's gonna surprise a lot of people this year because he's gonna be in a good system. And if he just does his job and executes and makes those special plays that he's capable of making, he's gonna have a very successful year. That doesn't mean necessarily that they're gonna go to the playoffs and win a lot of games because there's still other question marks on the roster, not necessarily the defense, but young receivers, stuff like that. But if Cam Newton as an individual performs to the best of his ability, there may be other teams that want to pay him money. Does Newton want to take that money? Or does Cam Newton say to himself, I have an opportunity here to work with Bill Belichick and he takes a pay cut and I don't know, takes around like what uh, a Teddy Bridgewater contract, maybe he signed a $20 million, $21 million contract. Maybe Cam Newton takes something around there and says, I want to put myself in a position to win football games. And then if that does happen, then you have to think about what happens to Jarrett Stidham or Stid as uh, Belichick likes to call him. Does he become a Jimmy Garoppolo type of guy who just sits there and sits there and soaks up knowledge and then gets traded at some point? Cause I think the real variable in all of this is what do the Patriots think of Cam Newton and Jared Stidham? Because we're not really in a position to see what Belichick is seeing really, but does Belichick want to go out and get a guy like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, or does he think he can win right now with the guys he has? And if I were to ask that question, 
I think Cam Newton can – I think Belichick can win with Cam Newton. And if Cam Newton wants to continue to win, I think he could possibly take a pay cut, stay in New England, and could become the quarterback in New England. De- yeah, definitely. Def- that is a very, very – it has a very good probability of happening. But I, I sort of think of this year, I like to call it a trial year. Um where I, I sort of call, like, when a quarterback or a, a player gets tagged, I sort of call it their trial year as teams, like, want to see if that, per, if that player is worth giving the money and can perform at the level uh, that they, the team expects out of them. I think this year is just that trial year, except for the whole Patriots quarterback room. Jared Stidham most likely is not going to play. You, you agree with me here. Mock, probably not going to play this year. You don't know that for a fact. Maybe, maybe Cam Newton does horrible and they just move on from that, him. That is a possibility. But assuming Cam Newton does decent or keeps the team afloat, I doubt we're going to see uh, Stid. As uh, you said, Belichick likes to come. We're, we're not really going to see Stid on the field. I think it depends on if Belichick looks at Stidham and sees he's making progress and then and then looks at that and then evaluates Cam. I think Stidham's progress is what's going to be the biggest uh is going to be Belichick's biggest uh the way he sort of analyzes what to do with uh Cam Newton. Obviously if Cam plays at a high level, I believe they'll keep him there, but I think that Stidham and his progress is just the key to all of this. If Cam Newton does well, I think Stidham will just turn into a Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like there's going to be so much untapped potential with Stidham and what he can do at that point with the amount of knowledge that he's soaked up in a system that he's been in for two years. I think he's really going to turn into that Jimmy Garoppolo type of guy. But if Stidham shows real strides in progress and Cam Plus does play at a decent level, what do the Patriots do? Does Cam Newton really feel like he can go to another team uh, in the latter end of his career and, you know, be a decent, above-average quarterback? Or does Cam really want to stay with the Patriots and Belichick thinks that he can keep Cam on, you know, a sort of transition-type, transition quarterback-type deal, the Teddy uh, Bridgewater-type deal, as you were alluding to earlier? It all comes boils down to, Belichick, what Belichick sees and what Belichick wants and Belichick's view and what Cam wants out of the latter end of his career. I think it boils down to those two things. And the X factor in all of this is the strides of progress that Jared Stidham takes. But we all know only time can tell what happens in this league and what is going to happen with the Patriots quarterback situation. Thank you for listening to the fifth episode of our podcast, The Backfield Rift. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, it's been Sat Vitrinavas and Arnav Rostogi. Stay safe and take care.